0: Hi, I'm Olivia from Onse Studio and welcome to the Brandmade Podcast. This week on the podcast, we're going to discuss a little bit how your brand design might be looking amateurish um, or not as professional as you may think it is. And there's a few key telltale signs that I've seen a lot of people make. And I want to go through them today so that you can maybe tweak your brand design, a few elements on your website to just hopefully give it that extra boost of looking just more professional and um, more in line with who your branding is. So the first one, we're going to dive into it is your logo design and this is a pretty big one especially for um who if you've diy'd your brand if you've used a script font that can be a very big sign that you have created your brand on a budget depending on the look of this script font, and usually the free versions of these types of style fonts aren't to a high quality. So what I mean by a script font is usually a font that kind of looks like um, calligraphy or like a handwriting sort of thing. They're actually quite a decorative font. So the primary setting you would see this font being used in is usually on like wedding invitations and things like that in certain areas. And... When we use it as a logo, sometimes they just they don't work because they're usually not bold enough. Especially when you scale your logo down to a smaller size with a script style font, it's actually really difficult to read because the way that the curves and the thicknesses on each area they differ. Uh, depending on the font obviously some of them are all consistent but if you've picked one where it's got quite a wide bit and then a thinner bit when you start to scale down these fonts to use them in different settings and formats and different screens then it can lead to quite a lot of um, problems and your logo is less just legible really. Obviously if you have used a script font there there are many out there and I know they're not all uh, some of them are really Designed really well, but some can look a little childish as well. So be careful of that and what you're trying to how you're trying to present your brand because you don't want to pick something that can seem a little too young as well. I think especially when people are if you have DIY'd your brand, we kind of fall into the trap of picking sometimes a font that we like the look of but necessarily that the application of where this font is going to be used like in a logo. This is something that I think a lot of people forget to think about when DIYing their logo. The next thing that I want to go over is (laughs) sticking to logo still but Some people like to include these foil effects and watercolour marks, even certain graphics or um, small illustrations or something. And this is where we can run into issues pretty quickly when we're adding too much into a logo design. If you're adding, especially these textures like foils and watercolours, they They scream amateur to me and I don't think they necessarily add anything majority of the time. So what a good rule of thumb is if you are DIYing your logo, if it looks good, it needs to basically work in black and white before you can actually start adding any colours or any of these extra elements into it. Especially when you're including certain things like icon, an icon, um, a logo symbol or something like that, you need to make sure that the the whole composition is working together, that there isn't, that you're, you've got a focal point and you're not trying to sort of confuse the person that's looking at it. It needs to be fairly simple, that this is why logos are usually very clean cut, because you may need to be scaling them down as well, like I said earlier. And if they don't work as a unit with the text and the symbol and separately, then you can again run into some issues. So, but going back to the foils and the watercolors, I, I (laughs) I really don't necessarily like these elements. And I do think they are usually found in a lot of, pre-made custom multiple logo design kits that people purchase and I would recommend trying to stay away from these certain elements to include in your logo because I don't think they actually necessarily add anything majority of the time they're just something I think to make it look slightly more interesting and I think a logo doesn't need to have a foil or a watercolor mark unless there's a specific reason to include it and that it doesn't look necessarily it's been created to not look so generic and just sort of too obvious I guess I know certain industries sort of they include them because they want to inc- create sort of like a a mood or a feeling which you can actually create within the t- the specific fonts that you pick not necessarily having to include these other extra little p- bits and pieces so bear that in mind when you if you have included some sort of foil effect or a watercolour mark or something. And I would always suggest just actually taking <laughs> removing those, probably altogether, or trying to work out what was the feeling that you were trying to create within the logo and see if you can find a better font that um depicts this. So This kind of leads me into my third point is just overly cluttered logos. When we don't have any breathing space and there's just too much trying to fight for our attention, we just feel a little bit overwhelmed. So it's just not, that's why logos don't usually have a lot involved in them. They are usually simple and clean cut and that is the way that they work because that's how they need to be especially when we're using them in different areas and we want them just to be memorable very quickly so if we are using loads of different illustrations and icons within it and a very decorative font these can all lead to telltale signs that it is poorly designed it's not had sort of an expert eye looking at it and that all these elements don't necessarily always add more they actually take away more from it and it's definitely that sort of um, rule of thumb whereas sometimes less is more and that's definitely goes for all logo designs so just bear that in mind if you have quite a few different things going on in it now moving on to imagery and usually you'll see imagery on a website and social media platforms I think there's slightly different rules within both some people may not agree but this is my personal opinion I think social media you have a little bit more of a leeway to um, post pictures of slightly lower quality um, and be more transparent and showing behind the scenes so you don't need to have such sort of posed and strategically photo shoot images but I think we can all agree when it comes to your website you want to make the best first impression very quickly you haven't got a lot of time and with poor quality images that can really uh, lose people's attention and really it's a big sign on your branding that you're not as professional, you don't look as professional, and therefore don't just look as trustworthy either. Obviously, imagery is going to differ from business to business type. And I think especially if it's if you're selling sort of products and things like that, then of course the imagery needs to be really good for those pieces the lighting needs to be good and you can obviously there's loads of programs out there to edit it and there's a lot of mock-ups images that you can edit to use if you're a designer and if you need sort of hero type images with um, people in them then there are some great websites out there for free where you can use royalty-free images. The ones that I use are Unsplash, Pixel, which is um, P E X E L, I think, and Creative Marketplace. Uh, sorry, Creative Market, which is more of a um, just a shop with lots of um, resources and tools, especially creative ones for designers out there and small business owners who need fonts to um, stock images and things like that. So they're sort of the ones that I use uh, majority of the time and they've really helped me, especially Unsplash, I've used a lot of images on there. I don't know if they have a lot of videos, but um, Pexels has definitely upped their game on the videos. So definitely have a little look. I do believe it's better to use better quality images than sometimes your own I know that can be really annoying and it obviously depends what you're trying to show sometimes we don't have that opportunity like I said if you're doing or trying to show products and things like that then you probably will need to use your own images to show off those products but think about look into how to create good images and learn how to maybe edit them as well and I know you know that there's already so many people selling um, Lightroom filters and things like that if you don't want to get into all the nitty-gritty of the editing process of an image but you want to make sure that all the filters and they look relatively similar on your website then that's always something that you can think about. Moving on to my last point, which is fonts. We already sort of touched on this, I guess, within the logo design section, but we also have fonts on our websites and some people just basically like to use way, way too many fonts and just not picking the right style font for what they're using it for on their website. So... Titles and things like that, so if you're I don't like it when people pick a really again a script very decorative font it's just it doesn't work it It's difficult to read, especially if you turn that into a mobile format setting. If you are listening and you do have quite a decorative font that you use, don't worry it's you can still use it, but just in smaller sections. I think that's the main thing, and definitely not using them for buttons I don't think I've seen that actually but think about the titles are usually the thing the hook they're sort of like the subject line you'd use if you're sending email marketing and things like that and you want to grab them you want it to be legible and you want it to be big and not not always overly bold but the definitely grabbing your visitors attention in the best way possible and the easiest way if you're creating more friction with using a very detailed font it just it's just not people aren't going to waste their time on it so that's one thing the font and where you're using it and then there's also the sort of pairing of fonts this can be a really difficult one if you haven't had much really experience around pairing fonts. Basically, we don't want this sort of disconnection between two different types of fonts. It doesn't mean that they need to be exactly the same. It just needs to... They need to complement each other in a nice way. This also goes for obviously within logo designs as well if you're using two different fonts. I'm also just going to briefly say alignment's is really uh, crucial on website design as well. When you align something either in the center with text or to the left hand side or to the right hand side, it's really important to make sure that it's still really legible and it's easy to follow. When we have huge paragraphs of text and we center align it, it can be difficult because we don't have a clean line on the left hand side. So just think about a little bit further how people are reading the text that you've got on your website on all different screens as well. Because even though it may look very neat and tidy on a desktop version, because obviously it's a bigger screen, but once you convert that into a smaller screen, sometimes we can run into issues with scale of the text and the alignment of the text. So make sure you're just going over all those things before you click launch on your website. I really hope that today's helped you with a lot of different elements to boosting your brand to make it look more professional i know that we kind of ran through a few different things i just wanted to give you a general observation of what i've seen or still seeing that people are making mistakes and doing or not necessarily mistakes but maybe just picking things that they think is the right option but maybe you want to have a little re-rebrand re-look over everything refresh everything and decide how you can better things for your people and just look more professional so i really hope today help you and thank you so much for being here and i hope to see you here next week thanks for listening to the ramen podcast if what i said helped you please subscribe and if you have a few seconds just to spare leave a quick star rating review it really does help my podcast grow organically I hope you join me next week and in the meantime, visit onsitestudio.com where you can browse all my free resources and paid products including website templates and custom and semi-custom brand identity and website services. I hope you have a wonderful day and take care.